Mangalam Gurudevaya Devya Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindevya Sarvalo Kaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Majmam Ashmaracharya Prayantam Bande Gurum Paramparam Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Devo Param Brahman Tasmai Sri Guru Devo Ganesha Sharada Guru Bhyona Maharyo Jai Ma Jai Ma <coughs> So continuing, actually maybe finishing, my goal is to finish our What number did we say we just said? That there, 32. Hmm? 32. This will be our 32nd, I think, 32nd or 33rd uh, talk on Kali Puja. It's been a lot of fun. And it's nice, but we've never really had an opportunity to like We've talked. I mean, we talk about puja all the time, but never like systematically. And uh, I know when I've given puja classes, it sometimes takes, you know, two or three, many, several hour sittings to, because as you're teaching the mantra, teaching some of the mantras, all this, what you have to understand why you're doing it. So maybe this will make teaching puja easier. People just listen to forty hours of talks, and then <laughs> we'll sit down and go through this in twenty minutes. You know, those are the mantras quickly, in an hour or so. <coughs> but so where do we where do we leave off last time? We did uh, uh, the internal offering, the external offerings, uh, then Mahakaleshwara puja, then the food offering. I think last week we did the food offering and a few closing mantras. Right, we did after offering of the food of all the mudras. We then we worship the attendant deities, all those those type of deities. And then we offered, we ended with the mantra japa, right? Offering of the, of the, offering of our mantra, or you chant the mantra and then we chant, oh, chant that, we'll do that mantra again. Or you chant, you chant your diksha mantra, your primary diksha mantra, uh, uh, or the primary mantra for Devi Puja, initiated mantra, you chant this mantra, it could be 10 times, 25 times, 108 times, 1,000 times, it depends on how much the puja is. And then you chant Guyati Goprituam Griha Nasma Griha Japam Sidhir Bhavatu Medevi Tat Prasadan Maheshwari. We chanted this last we talked about this last week. Secret of all secret of secrets and keeper of all secrets. Please accept the mantras we have chanted as an offering to you, Supreme Goddess. And mercifully allow us to attain perfection. Sidhir Bhavatu Bhavatu. So perfection means. Better? Yeah. Perfection. Of course, Siddhi does not just mean, oh, we do this puja, now give me the Ashta Siddhi. Then we become really small, really big, really heavy. Not, that's like, Siddhi means maybe attainment. So the purpose of the puja that we wish to attain. So if, if, uh, if the purpose of the puja is devotion, let us attain devotion. If it's spiritual advancement, maybe it's spiritual advancement. If it's the goal of the puja is that you accept our worship, then the goal is, the perfection is you accepting our worship. <clears throat> then we, we pick up where we left off. And the final, really the final offering in a certain sense is pranam. Right? Uh, uh, exactly. Sometimes it's listed 
it's not listed in the 16 item, but sometimes when you do a 32 item, 37 item, 42 item, there's all these different lists. One of the offerings, one of the lists of uh, items is pranam, meaning offering of salutations. Just like when we do the five item worship, each deity, we do dhyan mantra, we do the five item worship, and then we do pranam mantra, like Ramakrishna, Stapakaya, Chitatmasya, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, their pranam mantra. So Devi has her pranam mantras. And Kali has her special pranam mantras. So in our puja, we do the, 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 the uh, everybody knows the Sarva Mangala Mangalye verses, these three verses that are very famous from the, from the Chandi, Devi Mahatmyam. But because of, this is generally we do for any Devi puja, we end with these mantras. And we also chanted them earlier when, when we did the, um, during the Panch, Panchadevata puja, when we did the five item worship for the, um, when we did the um, uh, uh, for for Dev, for Durga Puja, we also chanted them. So you can open the top. It's warming up today. Okay. But there's also other. There's actually all kinds of cool uh, Devi mantras and, and specifically Kali mantras. And our puja, we've added the ones that are very popular and the ones that we love, right? And and if we start chanting them, most people know them and they chant along. Right, there's another list from different pranas, different tantras that give all kinds of interesting Kali mantras. We won't go into all those, but the main ones that we chant regularly here. You'll you hear when we're, when we're doing puja. Some of them you'll know, some of them you'll at least recognize when you hear them. So it starts so the first three, the Sarva Mangala Mangalye mantra from the Narayani Sutti of the Chandi. In the Ramakrishna tradition, we chant them a lot. At the end, we really chant them. The Sarva Mangala Mangalye Shive Sarvart. I mean, we have our own tune, but and the Ramakrishna mission chants it very Sarva. I don't. It's it's so slow, and the and the and the is so long that I can't do it even with a thousand monks. I I, I lose my syllables. I can't keep my. I can't find myself. It's very beautiful and very emotional. That. Uh, you know, they really go. They really go flying. You know, uh, uh, so we've we we shorten the 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 tune when we do it here at Kali Mandir, and in the Ramakrishna mission they do it especially to they worship Holy Mother with this mantra. After the Kandana Nomprimritam, these hymns written by Sri Ramakrishna, they do the Sarva Mangala especially for Holy Mother to Devi in general, but the Holy Mother specifically, because if we remember when. Uh, Thakur Sodashi Puja when Thakur worshipped Holy Mother as um, Sodashi on Palaharni Kali Puja when he, he started He Tripura Sundari O Goddess O Supreme Goddess of the, the most beautiful Goddess of the Three Worlds be present here he invoked her right and after the Puja then he offered and he offered the results of his sadhana we know by his mala we've, every year we tell that we read that story uh, such an important story but then he he worshipped her with these three we know that he worshipped her with these three hymns, right? The Lila Prashanga says he worshipped, he worshipped these hymns, and we weren't there, so what the text says, you know, so they're, they're very beautiful. But it, the three, two of them are, are part of, the, there's, a, there's a collection of Chandi verses called the Sapta Sloki Chandi, seven verses, like, it's a seven um, verse form of Durga, Sapta Sloki Durga, sorry, that's what it's called, Durga in seven verses. And there are different verses from the Chandi. And two of them are in that. One of them isn't, interestingly enough. Right? That's a very powerful collection. Very simple. Because Chandi has a lot of Dane. It's very powerful. A lot of very meaningful. Very difficult. Very long. And dangerous. You shouldn't mispronounce it. You shouldn't chant it incorrectly. 
So the Saptasloki Chan Saptasloki Durga is fairly easy to learn, and so people can do it daily as a recitation, as a daily puja. It uh, was much benefit. But two of these mantras are also found there. But they they're uh, and they're I mentioned last week they're considered to have the entire Shakta philosophy in seed form, right? This is a the big claim, right? And we won't we can we've actually given in our Chandi classes we've given long long talks every year for many years I think three or four records are in our in our podcasts of us analyzing carefully every so every idea of the of the hymn so we won't we're not going to read redo that but we can go through it in a simple way in the Narayani Stuti, so many different forms of Ma came and fought on the battle. And they all got reabsorbed into her when she said, I'm the only one here, right? At when, when Shumba and Yishumba, uh, 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 during the fight. Uh, so we know, we know like Brahmi, Maheshwari, Kaumari, Varahi, Narashinghi, uh, Chamunda, all these different forms of Devi, which... Uh, uh, so in that thing, we know, we know from, from when they all reabsorbed that I'm the only one here, who is there another besides me? We know that all these forms are only her, only one form. So the Narayani Stuti at the end is the hymns praying to all these divine forms, right? As Narayani, as only her. Oh goddess, you are Narashingi, you are Varahi, you know, so it's, it's looking at all the divine forms. Of course, all the divine forms mentioned in the Chandi are her. They're mentioned by name, right? And by exploit, her, their qualities, gunas, like that. But all divine forms are hers, right? All the goddesses, all gods, all all form, all names, all forms, everything is her. So it starts with that. So Sarva Mangala Mangalye. The power that creates, sustains, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I know, uh, Mangala the most auspicious, Sarva Mangala, most auspicious, Mangalye. So for many years in our literature that we printed, it was translated as most auspicious of all auspicious means. And that's a meaning, right? And in so many years of thinking about and studying and discussing it with pundits and swamis like that, it may be a better translation, not a not a correct, not a more a better a more accurate translation, to be the auspiciousness of all auspicious means. So it's not like among all great beings, you're the greatest. Of course, Maal's Akali is the most powerful of all powerful beings. There's no doubt she's the most powerful. But that's not exactly what these hymns are saying. They're saying that she's the only one, not the best among many. Right, that uh, so, uh, the most auspicious, not the uh, most auspicious of all auspicious means, the best of all best means. That's not what's being said, right? It's you are the you are the bestness of all best of, of all means. You know, you are the auspiciousness of anything auspicious. You are auspiciousness. You are not the most beautiful. You are beauty in everything that's beautiful. You're not the most powerful. You are power in everything that's powerful. She is the thing itself, not a, a best among a category. She's universal, uh, universal principle. So the the auspiciousness among amongst the auspiciousness of everything that's auspicious, she ve sarvarta sadike. She ve. You are Shiva. You know Shiva means goodness itself, right? So you are of course Shiva means beneficent, but so Shiva is not it's not Shivani. This consort of Shiva, right? You are Shiva, Shiva. You are you are that quality, 
Sharanyetrambegeguri. I think there's a mistake. You know, I, th- I, I, I keep reading the wrong translation because the translation's underneath the wrong mantra, and we can blame Rishi. We <laughs> call Rishi immediately. I'm going, why am I? Most auspicious, most auspicious, uh, who grants fulfillment of all, who grants Shakti, uh, Shiva Sarvata Sadiki, she is the grant, the, the one who fulfills the wishes of the prayers of all spiritual aspirants, right, of all, of all prayers. The refuge of all, Guna, uh, and then the very important, um, um, sorry, consort of Shiva or Lord Shiva itself. Triambake Gauri. She has three eyes. I think we've talked about this. We, went to one, we briefly went over these mantras already. But we went through all the, the meaning of three eyes. Ida Pingala Shashumna, Sun, Moon, and Fire. All these different uh, past, present, future. All those type of things. Triambake Gauri. And Gauri. She's Gauri. means she's golden. Or she's white. Right? So this is a... Because, of course, here, she's Kali. She's black. So Gauri. And so we, we address Kali as Gauri. Right, so she's and, and she's every possible color in between, but she's so Gauri is a name for Parvati, right? Parvati was considered in light complexion, right? Actually, there's an interesting story. Parvati wasn't always in light. Actually, Parvati's name is Kali, in the Kalika Purana. Kalika Purana is not about this form of Kali, although this form of Kali appears. Kali Kalika is a name for Parvati, because she's born from the mountain and she was considered was dark dark skin of the mountain itself. Right, and there was some. There's a whole lila, where she uh, 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 she t- she did tapasya. She was very upset with Shiva. I won't go into the long. Parvati gets upset with Shiva a lot in the Puranas. Right, <coughs> seems to be a theme. Uh, 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 and she does tapasya and enters a river and comes out as Gauri, right? As 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 white, right? And and there's deep meaning in this. There's also some cultural uh, dynamics in that in, in the story also. But, but she's both Gauri and Kali. We have to understand. We bow. Stristi stiti vinashanam. Stristi stiti vinasha. Stristi means to create. Right? Creation. And stiti means to establish. That sta sound is there. It means to preserve. And vinasha means to destroy. So you are the one that creates, sustains, and destroys. Stristi vinasham shakti bhute sanatani. You are the shakti that sustains, creates, and destroys. So who is the creator, sustainer, and destroyer? That's Brahma in classical Hinduism, popular Hinduism, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Right. So by saying she's the creator, sustainer, and destroyer, it's not it's saying that it's She's the power of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. You could say like that, right? Or she's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And in the cluster of hymns, Narasimha, 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 Rupena, I forget the matter. You are Narasimha, Narasimha, right? You are not the spouse of Narasimha. You are the one who killed Hiranyakashipu. Not the you're not you're not the power that, of of Nishingadev. You are Nishingadev who killed Hiranyakashipu. She's everything, male. She's not just a Shakti, she's the Shakti and the, not just a powerful, she, she's not just power, she's the powerful. That's the point. She's both power and powerful, right? Srisi Vinashanam, Shakti Bhutesa, and Sanatani. Sanatani means eternal. So it means she's unchanging. She's the, subs- the whole creation, sustenance, and destruction, and the, the non, 
non-changing eternal reality that shines behind and not sanatri does not mean everlasting really old right it means beyond time you know un, un, unchanging this is a very my favorite idea you are upon you you create upon you the gunas of nature exist right and what are they made out of they're made of also you upon you nature exists and out of your being it is constituted right so this is you know you are this you this world is 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 supported by you but it's also you right it's made of only you and the classic example we give like a dream the problem with a dream something they oh dream means unreal right so it's like we are we're not pushing it that's not the point of this point it's not my point it's that a dream my dream is is sustained only by me it's made only by me and it's made of only me my mind creates it my mind supports it and it's made out of my mind all the characters of my dream are only me right they're generated by so i'm the creator sustainer destroyer of all my that so it's not i'm not it's not point is not their unreality they're if they're real or unreal they're still only you it's a very big idea and then the final Sharanagata, you are, we, uh, uh, we take shelter in you. Of those who take shelter in you, right, uh, uh, you, are the, you are the protector. You are the one who gives shelter protection of those who seek shelter and protection. That's kind of what it's saying, you know. Protector and supreme rest of the weak and the afflicted. So those who are suffering, like all of us, who come to you, you are the one who protects us and gives us shelter. Sarva Syatri Hare Devi. Sarva Syatri Hare. And you and you are the remover of all types of suffering. Right? It's the same idea. So it's actually three short mantras. They don't seem very big. But if we go into them, each one is it's you are everything. Everything is made of you. You are the power behind everything. You are the you are the, the goodness of all goodness, the beauty of all beauty, the thing itself. You know, it's 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 a huge idea, you know, very very wonderful. Can you close that door now? I cooled off. The top part, thank you. It's hot and cold today. Is, it started really cold today and it got really hot today, and now it's both hot and cold. Okay, right. can you reach? Sorry. So these are so these we the we know these as the not as the main verses of Narayani Stuti. So we chant them uh, as part of the Kali Puja, as, as almost any Devi Puja starts, ends with, with these mantras. But there's other cool, wonderful, beautiful mantras that we use for Kali. Uh, one of them you may have heard is Jayanti Mangala Kali. Right? This is also, this is not from the Chandi, this is from the from appendage Tim to the Chandi. The, that it started, uh, Rupam Dehi, Jayam Dehi, what's that hymn called? Hmm? I'm forgetting Argyra the name. Argyra, Argyra, thank you, Argyra, from the Argyrastotram, right? And it starts with this actually. So the I was told, of course, I was. It's obvious. It starts with Jayanti Mangala Kali, right? It starts with Kali's name, right? Mangala Kali. But I was told by a very good sadhu named Sumer Muni, who's a a um, he's a uh, Udasan Baba, Western body, but he's been in India maybe almost sixty years. You know, he's long time sadhu Baba. 
but he likes his hymn very much. And we did a special puja at somebody's house and we were using, there's a way of, the Argyrostotram can be used in a, with a tantric methodology of, of where you, you do this mantra before the verse and this mantra after the verse and as a way of praying for some benefit. Some, there was a, somebody required some blessings and healings in their family, you know. Some danger in the family was there, so we were all chanting these mantras in that way. And he also said, oh, this is the presiding deity of the Argyrostotram is Kali. Right, so it's the Chandi is not about Kali specifically, but of course it starts with Jayanti Mangala Kali, and oh, I'll chant Om Jayanti Mangala Kali, Bhadra Kali Kapalini, Durga Kshama, Shiva Datri, Swaha Swarhana Mustite. So we give a translation of, as a prayer, Oh Jayanti Mangala Kali, auspicious, uh, uh, victorious Jayanti. Jayanti uh, uh, Mangala Kali, uh, victorious and auspicious. Mangala Kali means auspicious. Badra Kali, benign Kali, right? Badra Kali, uh, um, um, Badra Kali Kapalini, the one who holds a skull, Kapalini. Durga, uh, uh, what is Durga Kshama, oh Durga. Um, uh, Kshama, Kshama means uh, uh, the. Um, what does Shama mean? Uh, forgiveness. forgiveness. Yes. Yeah, so you are forgiveness itself, or you are forgiveness. Uh, Shiva Datri, the uh, um, the the power because Shiva Datri the, is the power of Shiva like this. I mean, just here we go, and and then Swaha Swadha. You are the mantra Swaha and the mantra Swadha and the Chandi Jayama. The mantra in the Chandi Swaha and Swadha are It's said in the Chandi that by the mantra Swaha. All the gods are satisfied. It was a mantra Swadha, all the ancestors are satisfied. Swaha and Swadha are the two wives of Agni, right? He has two wives. Uh, um, and so when we only worship, you have to give them to his wives. And he, they, give, they give, they feed him. We can't just feed Agni, we have to feed him through his wives. Swaha and Swaha. Also, Swaha means ash, right? Also, the result of, of Agni. But, um, so, I can give it his my like running translation of the verse. Victorious, auspicious Mother Kali, benign Mother Kali, holding a skull, goddess Durga, Mother of Forgiveness, the power of Lord Shiva, supporter of the universe, to you who are the sacred month of Swaha and Swadha, we bow. Right. In the in Durga Puja, there's a there's a on the one of the days of Durga Puja, maybe on Ashtimi, I think on Ashtimi of Durga Puja, there's a there's a a very elaborate set of mantras that are chanted where a lot of Devis are chanted, aspects of the Devi are chanted. And it starts with, this is not one mantra, These are, this is a bunch of different deities. There's Jayanti, she's a deity. There's Mangala Kali, there's Mangala, there's Kali, there's Badra Kali, there's Kapalani, there's Durga, Kshama, Shiva, Shivadatri, Sohas, and Swadha. Each one is actually given separate. In a, here at Kali Mandir, we offer each one a flower. If you see an elaborate puja of Belarmat, each one's offered five items. Right? So Om Swaha, Eshadupa, Eshadipa, you know, and then Om Swadha, and then Om Kapalini, you know, so, just, so this hymn is a cluster of all kinds of shaktis of Ma or qualities of Ma. Right? And then we, there's two mantras that are, I haven't found the hymns, the, the, the tantric texts that they're from, but they've entered Bengali, especially Bengali uh, Kali Puja. Kali Kali Mahakali Kali Ke Papaharini Dharma Kam Prade Devi Narayani Namasute O Kali Kali Ma O Kali Kali Great Kali 
Kalike Papaharani. Oh, Kalika, Papaharani, you are the uh, remover of all of our sins. Destroyer of our sins, remover of our sins. Dharma Kama Prade Devi. You are the goddess that grants us Dharma and Kama. You grant us religious righteousness, religious life, uh, the, the, and Kama, as well as our desires. You see, we are in, in the Chandi, the two, what are the two characters in the Chandi? There is um, Surata and Samadhi. Right? Surata, the two characters. Sur, Surata wanted a kingdom, and Samadhi wanted Samadhi. He wanted spiritual realization. So this is Dharma and Kama. Right, they represent and Ma you by worshiping me you can have Dharma or Kama. Dharma can you have Dharma and Kama? That's a more complicated thing. I remember I was um uh many, 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 many years ago, two three Kumamilas ago or two Kumamilas ago, I was walking with my guru bhai named Bhaktanan. He's a Austrian uh, yogi and he's quite a wonderfully colorful personality. And after our bath in the Sangam, we were walking to visit Baba's. So he was like, let's go Baba hopping, you know. <laughs> let's go 10 to 10, let's see, let's see what Baba's we can see, you know. And then he was also, you know, because he's, he's a yogi, but he's, you know, he's also in the world. You know, in India, he's a yogi, full Baba to Mandalu. But back in Europe, you know, he has his life, you know. It's like, you know, so it's like he's trying to balance the whole, the whole, the whole thing. And so I made a comment that uh, a verse that I had read at that time, it was fresh in my mind from a book on Pure Land Buddhism. Right, it said, and I think about this sometimes. It says to try to, uh, um, to try to enjoy, to get, to try to in spiritual life to try to like fully enjoy the material world, right? And it's like licking to really dramatic thing, like licking honey, like a baby, licking honey from a sharp edge of a knife, right? You know, like it's like such a like a strong, it's like it's like a strong. It was, I was just being, you know, just we just talking, you know, I'm walking along, Baba hopping, you know, and he stops, he looks at me, and he says, difficult, but I shall try. <laughs> <laughs> like he's going he's gonna to give it his best shot. <laughs> it's like, I wish him well. <laughs> I wish him well. You know? Right, so, so but, but, it, but actually, this says you can have Dharma and Kama, or Dharma or Karma, Kama, as you, as we see. Kali, Kali, Maha, Kali, Kali, Ke, Parameshwara, Kali, Kali, the great Kali, Parameshwara, Kali, Ke, O Kali, Ke, Kalika, Parameshwara, the supreme goddess. Right, so this is this one I like very much. They sing this at at um, Adipit. This is a hymn that they use at Adipit. Sarvananda Kare Devi. Right, the first one is the Dharma Kama Prade Devi, the giver of Dharma or Kama. This is Sarvananda Kare Devi, the one who grants all bliss. Right, because really what we want in Dharma and Kama is happiness. The one who grants all happiness. Right, who can give us all happiness, the supreme bliss, the, the highest bliss. Sarvananda Kare Devi. So this this is the pranam mantra, and there's more pranam mantras. There's there's so many more we can use from the chandi, from other texts, from the pranas, from the tantras. Uh, but these are the ones we use at Kali Mandir. I think in the small Buddha book it just mentions the first three, Sarvamangala Mangali. I think. That's yes. Correct. Now it says in the footnote, let's see what if I did it, if I did okay. The final offering is a recitation of verses of praise. These three verses come from the Narayani Sutti of Deva Mahatmyam and contain the essence of the Shakta philosophy in seed form. The recitation of these verses is considered a powerful and transformative practice. Actually, because we in a certain sense these hymns these verses have become very common. 
you know, it's like everybody chants, everybody knows them. We chant and everybody, the, whole, the whole room knows them. And so we can take them a little lightly, right? But I've been told many times by different uh, uh, people, sadhaks in India, oh, these are very powerful. I chant them every day, they're very powerful. You know, it's like, it's like just the very recitation of these verses themselves are their own, it's, it's its own puja, it's its own sadhana. Like, it's, oh yeah, first I wash my mouth. You know, you don't need to wash your mouth and sit properly. You know, just these, these three verses, there's so much in them. You know, we can take them a little bit for granted. Shouldn't. So, after, so part of, so the final item in, in, in the offering is this um, uh, pranam, uh, offering of, uh, of salutations and offering of prayers, prayers of salutation at the end. But then there's the final, final, final mantras that are very important. Right, every puja will have them, some version of them. Some pujas have lots of them. There's lots of lots of verses, and this is the uh, aparada uh, sodana, means the begging of forgiveness, asking forgiveness, right? Because and actually, even the the highest, most uh, uh, um, expert pujari pundit, right? They'll always do some at the end of the prayer, at the end of the puja, they'll always ask forgiveness for any mistakes. And so I like this mantra very much. Of course, this is my, this is my I hold on to this mantra. And it be careful. So I, was, I, I love, it's so good. Vidhi hinam. Vidhi. Vidhi means, the, the, uh, puja vidhi is the, the procedure, right? So the methodology, the technique, the, 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 the correct practice, the practice of the thing, right? Vidhi hinam. I don't know how to do this. Right, that's a, that's a vidihinam. Even if you really know how to do it, we don't know how to do it. We know what this book says. We know what Swami said. We know what the, you know. It's like we, we we watch, but who knows? These are how, who are we to worship Ma, the supreme goddess of the universe? You know, who, you know, we we doing our best, but we don't know what we're doing, right? So vidihinam, kriya hinam. Kriya means action. So so we so vidihinam. I don't know what to do, and kriya hinam, and I'm not doing it right. Whether I know it or not know it, I'm still not doing it. Even if we know what to do, we're not, we don't really know how to do it. Right? Like even a simple thing is, now offer a flower full of devotion. We don't know what that means. Or offer, you know, these things are, big, these are, these are bigger. You know, and then mantra hina. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not doing the mantras right. That's pretty much it. So virihinam, kriyahinam, mantra hinam. Without proper, though our worship is without proper performance, procedure, without proper performance, and without proper chanting of mantras. Now that's almost guaranteed, you know. We do our best, but we don't know what we're doing. We don't know if we're doing the right thing, we don't know if we don't know how to do it, and we're not chanting properly. Right? But you please consider it, what I've done, whatever I've done, although imperfect, although I don't, although I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm not doing it right, and I'm not saying pronouncing it right. Uh, you know that I'm doing it out of devotion, right? Or I'm telling you now, whether I'm even we may, be, we may not even be doing it out of devotion. We want to do it out of devotion. We should state I'm doing this out of devotion, right? Although I'm so considering that I'm doing this out of devotion, you please consider paripurnam completely complete. Please consider it perfect. Perfect. Maybe that's a good paripurnam. Perfect and complete. Maybe that's the way to say it, right? Right. It's not perfect and it's not complete. But you overlook everything. You see what I really mean, or what I'm trying to do, and you accept it as perfect and complete. I like this prayer, but the problem is that I even this prayer, 
I don't chat correctly <laughs> when we mispronounce it. <laughs> so I remember uh, watching early days of uh, Sarananda doing puja, right? And he chants very nicely. He doesn't do puja often, but when he does puja very nicely. And then he always chants this both in, in, in he chants it in, in Sanskrit, and then he, this one he also chants in English. He recites in English, right? And it's like, uh, though my worshipers have proper procedure, without proper performance, without proper chanting of mantras, being offered devotion, please accept it as complete. <laughs> it was very like, you know, like, well, you know, like you can emphasis on the, on, on the request, you know, please accept it as complete. There's other, there's many, if you like, if you have the Lita Sasanama, they'll be at the end some verses of forgiveness of mispronouncing and there are versions of this there's all kinds of versions this is the one that's 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 in the puja vidhi so we we're using this one the second mantra so this one is about the technical stuff like you know i don't know what i'm doing but i'm doing our devotion you please accept it and you can see also like some you're a, you're a child draws something for their parents look what i drew you and it's like hey, you're not supposed to say this but it's not that good yeah <laughs> they're little kids after all you know you're like oh it's so beautiful right because it is so beautiful you accept you know what's being attempted you know what's being offered you know, the love and the, and the enthusiasm and the sincerity so you that's what you accept and he's like oh I'm, I'm gonna hang it up right now you know put it up like that you know right instead of like oh it shows no no sense of perspective and you know, you we wouldn't do like that you know you, you need to go to school for art you know <laughs> you know, we we accepted the child accepts it so we 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 that mood it says we offer it in the same way the second verse we use is a little more um another a, a different mood the first one is that of bhava please accept it although i don't know what i'm doing the second is what i'm actually doing right that's a that's another what's actually what i'm actually doing this is our actual prayer. Karmana manasa vacha. With my actions, karmana, manasa, with my thoughts or my mind, vacham, and with my words. Actions, mind, and speech, I guess you would say it, right? Um, uh, uh, you are the only gati. You are the only goal. The, my, the, 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 my intention is only you. With what I'm trying to do, this, just, this is true of everything really, but especially in puja, that, that with my mind, I'm trying to do everything. You are the goal of all my actions during puja, all my thoughts, all my words, all my mantras. Right? Uh, um, who are you? Right? You are the one, the antas, the antas charana. You are the inner witness, right? Sometimes the antaryami is another way of saying it. The inner witness. So we have within us somebody who's witnessing everything we do, right? So that's the antaryami, the the inner inner being, inner witness. Antastina but butanam, the witness of all beings, right? The one I'm praying to. That I'm that I'm trying to please with my mind, actions and speech, right? With my actions, mind and speech, right? Is not just the one that's in me. It's the one that's everywhere. The one that's in everybody. The one who who, uh, and then it's actually very nice. It says, "Drishta tvam paramishra." You, you who witness, I have had a, the. You who dwelling or by dwelling within witnesses all beings. Right, you're the only conscious. You're the witness behind everything. 
So that's the thing. We're trying to, so think about the thing. We're trying to witness the witness. You know, is that possible? Are we trying to, you know, we're, we're trying, we're, we're trying to focus on the one that's, we're trying to look at the looker in a certain sense. Right. So this is the whole mystery. This is actually the whole mystery of puja. How do we think about the thinker? Right. It's not just like the thinker, like, oh, I'm thinking. It's, not, it's like the one who's thinking us, not even us thinking. I mean, the, the big thinker, right? The, 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 the subject, how can we make, we've talked about this a lot, how do we make a subject, an object out of the subject, right? The self is never, Vedanta tells us, and even Tantra tells us, the self is never uh, 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 an object, right? So how can we think about the self? So for God, and God is also the self, the big self, Right? God is never an object, so how can we think? We have to think of God. Impossible. Next. You know, mm-hmm. It's not possible. You know? uh, uh, it's, never, it's never an object. So, and we love object. We can only love an object or a being separate. Right? We can only think of, communicate with. Right? But puja is a great mystery because we, we do think of the thinker. We, do, we are conscious of the, of the one that's conscious. Right? That's a great mystery how the two play. We've talked in the beginning of our, when we first started this a long time ago, the series, we use this example of staring in the mirror. Right? If you ever stared at your face, I think about this a lot because this is kind of like something I used to do as a young spiritual aspirant. Stare, you know, 16 years old, like stare. I remember at my aunt's house at the, at the, in the bathroom mirror, just staring. Like when you're staring at your own eyes in the mirror, what's happening? Right, it's a very strange thing. If you have to try it when you get home, just don't say Bloody Mary three times. <laughs> Something else happens. <laughs> we did that too as a kid, but <laughs> it was disastrous results. But uh, but but what it is? It's like who who are you? You're, you're trying to see the seer, but you you can't obviously. But you can, because of the reflection, right? You you're seeing the reflection of the seer. Right, this is a perfect example of, of Prakash and Vimarsha, the light of consciousness. Thank you, dear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so how the, the the play of the two on the one? This is the thing. How can you? How can? So in one sense, you can you can we can also think that what is this is a very tantric perspective what is this world is what why why the world this world is reflection we have the we have the world of prakriti or prakash of um, vimarsha the reflection and then you have the light of consciousness right the but we know in both vedanta and tantra they're not two different in sankhya we think we've separate them as 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 purusha and prakriti tantra doesn't separate them right ones it, it they're the same thing right and 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 the one who's aware has to be aware of something. He's aware of he's only aware of himself, of itself, herself, right? So that's here we are. This is this mysterious world, and in puja and devotion and sadhana and meditation and puja, we enter like consciously that dynamic, that mystery of how the one, the two work, how the one, how multiplicity can exist in one, right? And 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 so we and and we recognize ourselves as her emanation as a, as, as a world of name and form, including us, and we seem to be separate from her. Of course, she's not, we're not separated from her. There's nothing separate from her. But it's not just our experience. It's also, this is her reality. It's not that we, we sometimes think, oh, it's our fault. 
we're in Maya, right? You know, like it's like it's like it's like we've fallen from our divine state of oneness with Brahman or something like this, or oneness with Krishna or something like that, right? It's like no, she's done this. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. If anybody to blame, she's the one. I am one. Then become the the Vedas say, I am one. Then become many, right? That's the the, the mystery. So it's like it's not like. I am one, but Swami Bhajananda decided to look away and got into illusion and fell into darkness and now separated and now is frantically trying to find his way back to me and is offering me flowers. That's not, that's not what the Vedas is. I am one of me. She's become all this, right? So we can take, so in, in puja, in bhakti, we take part in it in a certain sense, right? You know, we're, uh, uh, we find our way back, but it's like we recognize that she's done this. She's created us. She's created everything out of herself. She is herself. She's manifested as everything. She's expanded as everything. Right? Why? So the very texts that describe this say because she wanted to. Right? She's for her enjoyment. Lila. Right? Her sport song talk where it says the nitya and the lila. You have the eternal and the and the play. Right? And so the divine play, right? So play this is her playful sport, you know. And Everybody likes to play with people who like them. Right? In bhakti, you play, you, we, we can play consciously. Right? And most people play unconsciously. Right? We can play, con- we can, we can, um, I'm not doing it because it's, it's very difficult to talk about this aspect of, of the thing, of puja, but I, I look at it this way. This is a, 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 it's not just us calling out to her and worshiping her. It's, it's responding, it's her calling out and worshiping her. You know, it's her calling out to us to worship her and worship, you know, it's done, it's a very conscious thing. It's, it's, it, we're using, while devotees often think, oh, a devotee doesn't always think in non-dualistic terms, right? We sometimes think, oh, that, that we want to worship Ma when union with Ma, even union with Ma is not the same as non-duality. It's like you want the conscious union, right? Right. So who wants that? This, it's her that wants that. Yeah, her that's playing that. So we take part in it in a certain sense. Yeah, we can go. In the um, so we beg uh, forgiveness, and in, in this uh, with our actions, mind, and speech, we have no other goal than you, who are by wit, who dwelling within with us all beings. With our actions, mind, and speech, we have no other goal than you, who are the one acting, thinking, and speaking. Right. That's the this is the dual the play of duality and non-duality. Right. So that's in a certain sense the end of the puja. In a certain, in a certain, we at, during Amavasha, then we do in the middle of this we do a homa fire, right? We do the the yagya or the homa, right? And at the end we do a, a arati. We do arati every day, right? Every evening, you know, special occasion at the end of every puja, and so I thought we'd mention a few things about arati just to close it up. In an arati, we offer a simple arati is just offering a lamp, and uh, uh, sometimes arati is defined as the offering of light, you know. Uh, in, in in a lot of temples, just a, a lamp or um, a, a camphor a, a flame is offered, and the source of it, it's hard to say exactly, but it seems to be like in in a, in in South India, you can still see these old stone temples, right? Mm-hmm. And the the they're stone temples. They don't have any outside light. No light gets in. It's very unconscious. You have a huge temple, and a little tiny called Griha Garba, the inner shrine. Right, even Dakshinishwar, if you go, Dakshinishwar is not a huge temple, but 
you go there's three or four rooms and finally the, the Ma's shrine room is not that big right but something you have the huge huge temples and the inner shrine like you see like like the the pyramid you know you have this giant thing in this little tiny room that's supposed to be where the you know the the, the, the core of it is a small little space and that represents it's a very symbolic and represents the body right the universe of the body and then the the, the heart the smallest is the core of, the, of our being that's where the Devi is right and so if we did that and then also there's a tiny little space you can you can barely look inside right it's not meant to be here we make we've made it where everybody can anywhere in the temple room you can see mom right this is a very western idea like built almost like a catholic church or something right but if this is a proper temple we'd actually when the original design when when this was designed it was very different the very first design you could only from right in front of mom you could only see mom from in front right you'd have to you know <laughs> but that we realized people would not be satisfied even these side walls the the side shrines these originally walls so Radha and Krishna and, and, and Shiva were separate. But that would also block, we realized that. So in, in the middle of construction, these were redesigned by the architect and the designers, you know, to realize, oh, that's not working. We need, we need to, to be more open, we everybody to see. So we've made some concessions to the Western way of, of looking at a temple. But otherwise, you'd, really, you'd have to go, you can only, from the door, from a certain angle, you, could, you may be able to peek in and see the Devi and maybe be brought in Usually from the outs from the outer court you could only see from the very front, and you go a little bit into the inner court you can see a little bit more, and only a few people from the, could go on the inside the inner shrine. And in a, in a stone temple, it's solid stone. There's no now there's none of these halogen lights, you know, <laughs> everywhere shining on the deity. Right there's just a few flickering oil lamps, right. And so when do you get to see the deity? Alright, time. Well, you take a lamp. And you shine it, and so when the lamp goes around, you, when you when you do around the feet, you get to see the deity's feet. And then it gets taken up to the to the center and around to the face, and then and then around the way. This is the way we meditate. When we when you do meditation on deity as classical tradition, you first meditate on the feet, then you meditate on the on the center of the body, then on the face, and then you rotate down up the, up the left side, down the right side. There's a way of traditional way of meditating that's done in arati. So it's arati is showing the deity. Here we have brightly lit altar, and then we shine. A, we 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 wave a lamp in front of it, right? We're not showing Ma with the lamp, right? This becomes symbolic, not actual. Before Arati was showing the the, the deity with the lamp, so that's one thing. Swami Chaitanya tells very sweet. He says the original source of Arati, because we do it in our in Bengal form of Arati, we don't just offer a lamp. We offer five items. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the five items are expanded, so, but generally we offer a lamp. You offer. Um, uh, a, a, a conscious water, you offer a cloth, you offer a flower, and then a fa- the fan, right? These are the five items. Uh, uh, sometimes you can have incense and all the, the mirror, the other things we offer, but that's uh, even an umbrella, all other things can be offered, but this is the general form, right? And Swami Chaitanya says that actually this started from uh, Yashoda and Krishna, right? So when Yashoda would come home, a very sweet uh, idea, when Yashoda, when Mother Yashoda, when Krishna would come home from the, from from his day with the cows and the cow herds, she meet what she, first thing she do was at nighttime. He come back after cow dust hour when the cows come home. Right, it's kind of dark, which is when we do arati right at sunset. And he take and she would take the lamp, and, sh- and point him and show look at his feet, make sure there's no thorns, make, make sure everything's okay. He's not hurt because he's been playing with, he's been rough playing with his boyfriends out 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 in the fields, right, and and all over his body, make sure are you okay, no problem, no cuts, no 
like this, right? And then she'd bathe him, wash wash all the dust off of him, and then dry him off, and then decorate him, and then feed him, and then fan him, right? This is Arati, right? So Arati is founded by Mother Yashoda. Very nice. <laughs> so, that's, that's called so that's the idea of that's that's called seva. And this is one idea of arati is like when we when we when we're when we're um, we're doing the conch, we're bathing the deity. When we're offering the cloth, we're drying the deity. When we're fanning, we're fanning the deity, right? So there's a way of an idea that we're serving either things that are pleasing like that. They have, uh, and I have to admit that I have to remind myself that, oh, I'm supposed to be bathing the deity because I think, I, because I'm, 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 I spent most of my adult life studying Tantra, Right, they immediately go to these are symbolic of the elements and the elements of the tattvas and the tattvas and the chakras. You know, I, I immediately conceptualize it, and it's like, oh yeah, that's probably not pleasing to her. <laughs> she wants to be fanned and offered water to. Her. The sweet attitude is probably better, but they do have symbolic meaning, right? And so generally, we understood is that the 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 five items are again just like we've offered the different items in puja. The five items in RT are symbolic of the five elements. Just like the five elements have come out of Ma out of the union of Shiva and Shakti, right, as this world, we offer the five elements. We are, by offering the five elements back to their source in worship, it's offering everything in the universe back to its source. The universe itself is being offered back, right? Like we offer Ma's flowers to, to Ma. We offer Ma's food to Ma, right? This is the symbolic, the final thing. We offer the elements that make up creation back to the, the source of it. And so, you you know, light is fire. That's obvious. It's easy, right? Water, full of water is water. That's easy, right? The cloth, what would the cloth be? Anybody Earth. Yes? Hmm? Earth. Mm-mm. Space. These are not obvious. Space. space. Because space covers everything, envelops everything. It's like, it's, it's a little, you have to get some, it, we're talking symbolism, so it's going to be symbolic, not actual, right? So cloth represents space, then the flower represents earth, the fragrance of the earth, right? And then the fan represents air. Sometimes incense would also represent air, right? So that's the, the five items. So, but once it's beautiful, we're taking the, the elements of nature itself, of creation itself, and offering them to Ma back to the source. We're offering the entire universe, our entire universe, because these five elements are in our body, is in, in the tattas and the chakras like that, offering them back to the source. Uh, but to most devotees, they don't have to think about Krishna, Ma Yashoda, looking at Ma's, at Krishna's feet. They don't have to think of how the conch represents water and the cloth represents space, right? When people come tonight, they'll be coming, people will start showing up in a few minutes, our evening guests, right? Uh, uh, and they're coming, here's the first one, they're coming for Arati, right? And they're not coming, they're, they're they, they may or may not be thinking that. To them, this is, oh, this is just a natural way to worship Ma. Right, this is the way they it, it, it worshipped in their home temple. They are familiar with it, Jaima. Right, so it's just a natural way of expressing. Arati is the most common natural ceremony that Hindus do in temples, and not just in temples and homes. So many right now, as the sun goes down, many, many people they'll light a little lamp and they'll they'll go they'll go around their pictures with incense and on lamp, you know, and chant some mantras and blow a conch. And it's beautiful if you take a walk in the if you're taking a walk in India in the evening. You go Dakshinishwar, Kalkata, like that, and pretty soon around this time, you start hearing conches from home, not from temples, from homes, because dusk is coming. They're doing their, their evening Sandhya Arati time, yeah, a very beautiful thing. Uh, uh, so, whether it's symbolic, whether it represents the tattvas, whether it's the, it's the, uh, and the chakras, and 
and like that. It's just natural. It's a natural way of doing puja. It's even if even if nobody thinks of what it means or where it came from, it's the way. It's the ritual action that expresses their devotion. You know, the natural ways. And that's actually, I think that's that almost at the high, puja at its highest. You don't have to think of any of this stuff, right? Actually, I think thinking a lot of this stuff ruins it if you think about it too much. You know. Okay. It's a very devotional practice, and yeah. um, uh, in we sing, Kindle My Heart's Flame with Lifelines. So yes. It's just another way to look at it that yeah. you're asking your yes. heart yes, to be yes. kindled by the. Yes, yes, yes. Well, That's. Ways. Yeah, we do, and, and you do that. The Jyoti, the Jyoti, yeah, that beautiful, it's a classic uh, Guru Arati hymn, yeah. right? The be- one of the beautiful arity. That's another thing. Not just with, not only this, not only the, the 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 offerings and the ritual of it, but also the music, mm-hmm. right? Arity is always done with mantras or music, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a classic. That's and a very famous one. The yes, yes. The drums and yeah. So the music is important, and 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 there's so many arity hymns. There was a very famous uh, poet saint named Shivananda Swami. And a lot of arati hymns you'll hear that the term Shiva Nanda Swami, you know, it's like it's because he's put his name. It's a common thing in 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 Indian tradition is to sign your songs, right? Ramprasad says, right? So it's like so even like the um that Jaya Jagadish Hari Jaya Jaya Jagadish, you know, these there's that's the most that's become the most famous one. But there's Jaya Shiva Om Kara Hara Shiva Om Kara. There's Brahma Vishnu Sada Shiva. You know, there's every deity has a lot of these were written by Shivananda Swami or people who claim or maybe they're I sometimes think some of these like this is a fairly I don't think I've never seen this in a, in a classical book I've, the first time I ever heard this hymn Shivananda Swami seems to have wrote this I think people just put the word Shivananda Swami to claim I don't know so, I don't even know who Shiv to me I don't know I think I, a long time ago I looked up who Shivananda Swami the author of all these RTMs was but I don't remember it to be honest I think I'm pretty sure I looked it up he's a historical character um, there's an art to him for Kali there's a heart to him for glory you know but we generally we used to we do uh, actually, what, actually what do we do actually how did this start we do Jayama 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 so at the first big puja 25 years ago almost 26 years ago next month I think right uh, is, is our anniversary of our, of our um, founding at big at at Annalisa's school when Haradan Pranab was doing and all of a sudden he gets up you know he's doing the puja and then he gets up and starts doing arati because there's the bog arati there's three there's like five aritis during the big puja like we did and we we all look at you like what do we do because we we've never we've never done this before this is all new to us you know and 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 Pranab right he looks over to Usha and goes Jaima Jaima Right, because she knows from Dakshinishwar, so she grabs a contra, uh, ding ding ding, jayama jayama, and actually we have it in, in our first Hariti, in our first uh, Kali Puja CD, Kali Puja Live, that first volume. At the beginning, it starts. It's, it has me singing jayama jayama, jayama me and Prem, I think, right? But we didn't know like it was it was jayama 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 jayama, and then we knew a jayama. We, I, I, she, she said it in my ear, and then I chanted. I never heard it before. You know, it was new to me, right? So I didn't know the second part. So it's, that's why it's just, it's just that jayama, jayama, jayama. No second, no upper part. You know, uh, I'm glad it's recorded because it's a, it's a historical event <laughs> that uh, Usha. Uh, and then, then, and then over the years, going back to Dakshinishwar and realize they have different tunes for the jayama, jayama. So we've introduced, and in our evening we do a slightly different tune now. We just, 
Jai Ma Jai Ma Jai Jai Ma Jai Ma Jai Ma. That's what they do with Dakshinishwar during the evening arati. During the earlier arati, they do the other one, Jai Ma Jai Ma Jai Ma, which we did for years until listening, being there in the evening. I tried to remember it. Uh, there's three or four tunes that they do, but we're trying to learn. So that's we do it here because that's a Dakshinishwar tradition, and how it was started. We should whispering, screaming in my ear in the middle of the gonging, you know, do this one, do this one, and that's what history was was created. Uh, and then, but yeah, uh, uh, Swami Vivekananda, when Sri Ramakrishna, the earliest disciples of Sri Ramakrishna, after he passed away, they would do arati in the evening. And what they would do, there was no arati hymn, right? So they do the Kashi Vishwanath arati hymn, Jaya, Jaya Shiva Omkara, right? They do it to a different tune, Jaya Shiva, I forget, like, I have the I have the Baba Haridas tune in my head, and I can't, if I started, I immediately revert to the one I learned, you know, but... Uh, and so they, they do that for years. They did that like that. Until Swami Vivekananda wrote a new hymn. That Kandana. Kandana Bhava Bandana. Right. In Bengali. In Sanskritized Bengali. Right. Uh, very beautiful. Right. Uh, that he wrote an arati hymn. So there's art. So the, along with the. So sometimes. Even if you don't do the arati. So it's like. The arati is symbolic. It's devotional. It's a natural expression of devotion. Right, but sometimes there's many like I've I've been like uh, um like at the uh, uh, Ramakrishna Mission in Allahabad. It's a very well-established temple. Murti Thakur is there. It's over a hundred years old, right? Daily art is done. But at the camp, the Kumbhmela camp, they have Thakur Ma Swamiji's picture, right? And the evening art, somebody goes and lights an incense stick, and then they they chant Kanda. You know, they don't do the art, right? Chanting the hymns is the art. Right, so it's, so it's like it's even though the hymn says we're chanting your arati with the we're playing drums and offering light, yeah. the saying the singing of it is also arati. His idea is just arati. Sometimes is just the act of worship, right? Or the act of devotion, this devotional worship. And you mentioned not only singing but also banging of drums, blowing of conches, ringing of bells. That's why the Sunday arati is very important. This, which we're coming to the time right now, the sunset time. And when night and day meet, all the Sundays, when morning, when uh, day and night meet, when night and day meet, right? Uh, uh, these are auspicious times. Noon, they're auspicious times, but they're also, whenever there's a juncture, a Sunday, there's also danger, right? There's a like usually when you get to, like this, you want to cross the street here, right? You have to be careful. Right, it's a power. You know, it's like it's like it's a da- street corners are 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 loaded, right? They're powerful places. You know, you know, you, you want to you want you want a business put it on the corner. That's where that's where the magic is, right? But it's dangerous, right? You can get accidents there like that. So any any meeting place is a powerful. These are any juncture. There's a powerful point where worlds meet. As Baba Rampuri says, magic happens where worlds meet. Day and night are two major worlds. But traditionally, we've, I think in the part of the puja, we actually already talked about this, where um, it was Argya and things like that, Tarpana and Argya. The transition between, night, between day and night is considered especially um, charged. Right? You can see, I mean, even emotionally, you know, like it's, the night's coming down. You know, it's like it's, you know, the behavior in the daytime is different than the behavior at night. So it's a transition like that, you know. The streets, in bad neighborhood, you shouldn't be on the street after dark, right? You get home before before sun, sunset type type thing, right? But there's literally, we believe, and the tradition says that, 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 that um, the atmosphere becomes impure, 
there's a negative shakti that comes up at sunset, right? Uh, so many horror films have been based upon it, you know, some spiritual type of thing, you know. And so what do we do? Actually, what do we do at Arati? You ring bells, we blow conches, we sing God's name, right? We light incense. All these things purify the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. All these things, conches, the str- this mantra, we've, we've even once gone through some of these mantras in these talks, the, uh, that the conch shatters the uh, demons, you know, the sound, the sound of, uh, of the bell, so it, it takes away their strength, you know. So all these things are designed to, to purify the atmosphere. And what they do, they purify our mind during this time. Because also, this person, not, not where we're thinking we're going to go in our discussion, but we talk about the swaras. The swaras in yoga, we notice, maybe if you notice, maybe not notice, that we only breathe through one nostril at a time, right? I don't know if you can figure out which one, which nostril you're breathing out of, right? And it switches um, every two and a half hours, roughly, if, if, if the cycle is natural, right? Uh, um, when prana is moving through the right nostril or the left nostril they have one of them you can't make very general descriptions one of them is is, is, is has a uh, um, one supports like the logical our logical mind right, you know, right brain you could say although that's not a way we think of it now anymore but you know but at least symbolically and the other would be you know the, the solar mind the solar current the logical mind and you have the lunar current, the emotional mind, the mystical mind, the dream mind, like this, right? So some things are better suited during when the right nostril is open, and therefore the right current, the right sore is open. Other things are more uh, bene- uh, helpful if the other current is going. But in between, right, there's nothing of benefit that can happen materially, right? It's, this is what the, I'm, telling, I'm telling what the scriptures say, right? You can disagree, but this is what the scriptures say. Right? That any activity that you try to do when the prana is in Shishumna, not Ida and Pingala, right? during the transition, it moves into Shishumna, at least briefly, for a few seconds at least, maybe, but usually a little longer than that. This is shown by when our nostrils are breathing primarily evenly during the, the switch. Right? It happens usually unnoticed by us. There will be no benefit. Any decision made will not work out. Any business venture... Anything you try to do won't work. Any recipe won't, won't taste good. You know, whatever. There's no benefit to it. So, so the scripture said. So, <coughs> so there are statements. Some because oh, this is just like Hindu superstition, but it's based upon yogic principles. Like don't eat at sunset. Or anything you eat, don't eat or drink anything during sunset. Wait till before sunset or after sunset. It says water, the food becomes poison. Right? Does it become poison? I don't know. Right, maybe the atmosphere, the impurity in the atmosphere enters the food, perhaps, right? But whatever it is, we become sensitive that, that there's not there's no benefit to it. We shouldn't this is not the time. What do we we shouldn't do anything in sunset? What should we do? So if I said nothing material benefit, no material benefit happens, anything done when the swara is in the center, spiritual activity has tremendous benefit. Right? And so when and you can see even in Pranayama we're we're trying to we're trying to balance and it you know, we're we're, we're trying to to, to, to balance Ida and Pingala and force prana into Shashumna because we want spiritual like we want spiritual uh, uh, um, experience right so that happens naturally throughout the day and it happens like I said every two two and a half hours roughly if we're in a healthy condition and but we never know when really when's going to switch right 
Except we do know when it switches. It switches during sunset. And it switches during sunrise. It switches during noon, proper noon, real noon, in between sunrise and sunset. And switches at midnight. It switches several times at other times. But those we won't, we, it's not, unless you're really sensitive. Some yogis are really sensitive. They're, they catch it. They know it. They know it. You can, also, you can also figure it out through astrology. You know, your astrological chart is, is another way of looking at this, how the swaras move. But uh, uh, those who are more mathematically inclined can look at astrology. Yogis can do it just by noticing the flow of the, of, of the swaras and the other people's swaras and which chakras awaken. It's a very complicated, subtle science. That most people don't know it. But the basic thing is, so, so when, when prana is in the center, you can do spiritual activity. Right, you can benefit from it. So at sunset, we bang gongs like that to remove any inauspicious. We sing God's name, and what do we do? We meditate, we pray, we sing. We do a put our mind in, and we do a spiritual activity. And you see, you you wake up at sunrise if you do meditation at sunrise or at sunset. It's different than if you do meditation an hour after sunrise or an hour after it's dark. Yeah, you see that. I mean, we should do it if if that's the time you have to do it. Great, do it. Do we should do our sadhana whenever we can, whenever we have the opportunity. Right. Uh, but you, you can see the difference when, 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 when you do it at sunset or at sunrise. So RIT, these type of things are um, the classical RIT at Sandhya, the Sandhya RIT is, 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 is positioned in the exact part. But also not just at sunset, after puja, we also, at the end of the Kali Puja, we also do, we also do the, the RIT. Another thing, in, there's a, um, uh, like during Durga Puja, there are certain pujas that are called Maha Puja. Right, Maha Puja, the, a, a real, a full puja, right? Like this is a simple, simple Kali Puja, and this is the, the, not simple Kali Puja, whatever. <laughs> we don't have a name for it, right? The, the extended puja, but a Maha Puja, like certain Maha Pujas, these are, we, like here at Kali Mandir, we only do a Maha Puja two, three times a year, right? We even call like big puja at Annalisa School, that was a Maha Puja, right? We even call it all the Maha Puja, the Great Puja. Durga Puja we do here is called the Maha Puja. Right. Mahapuja is said as per Shastra has four ungas, four limbs. Right. After this is what I scribbled on my <laughs> notepad, which I really lost. But anyway, I think I remember it. What's the Mahapuja? It has Abhishekam, which means bathing. You bathe the deity. It has Homa. That's why in Amavasha we do Homa. Right. Any big puja, Homa has to be part of it. Right. It has uh, 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 Danam, which means sacrifice. This, of course, we're 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 non we're a sattvic temple. So under Durga Puja, we sacrifice a cucumber, Lao and thing. A couple <laughs> cucumbers get the sacrifice. This is a Balidana, right? Animal sacrifices there, uh, uh, symbolically done, and Pujan, Pujana, which is all the things we've described so far. We've described Puja, not Abhishekam, not not uh, Balidanam, not Homa. Right, but a big puja, maha puja, to be complete, uh, requires these four things. And Abhishek, of course, every day we're bathing the deity. We, like, we talked about how to bathe the deity with the kanj, we threw the Shiva Lingam. But we only hinted at a real Abhishekam, a full Abhishekam ceremony, sometimes on a special festival. If you go to the Hare Krishna temple on the festival day, they'll do you know, a special ceremony where they bring the deities out. And it's, a, it's its own thing, it's a known type of puja, it's a very elaborate puja. During Durga puja, the Abhishekam is called Mahasnan. Actually, the word actually here is a snanam, not abhishekam in the in the verse that describes it for. Mahasnan. It's incredibly complicated. They spend the, the the main difficulty and cost for Durga Puja is the snan. It takes a whole year to collect the items. 
that the deity is worshipped. And it's not even the deity that's worshipped. It's interesting. What's worshipped? The, uh, the, the reflection of the deity in a mirror. Right? Uh, a mirror is put onto a bowl on a stand where you can see the deity is reflected and all these items are... like One of the items is dew collected from, uh, uh, at, su- at sunrise from sugarcane. Right? So there's people out there collecting dew from sugarcane. <laughs> Right. Like all the tremendous I mean, it's very complicated some very costly some of the things some of the different things that are different juices and waters and, and waters that are so, uh, jewels that are soaked in water and gold that is soaked in water all these different things and what's being so, so Abhishek is a whole other thing we didn't really go into we can't uh, fully go into we go into something but but that's also an important part so we don't we only do that a full Abhishek is like that occasionally during um uh, the Sri Chakra Puja we do, we do Abhishekam. This is a major thing where we're bathing the Sri Chakra. That's one of our big Mahapujas in a certain sense. Uh, we do during Navaratri also. Another th- also, the, which I don't have time to do too much, but I'm just going to talk in very briefly about the Homa. Um, Homa is its own thing, right? It's all Puja. And, and in the... In, a simple thing we could say, oh, this is the this is the tantric form of yajna, right? You have the ancient yajnas of the Vedic times, right? And I think that's a correct thing. That's a thing we could say, right? Uh, um, and the tantras also have their the self understanding, right? And we may have gone into that the, the, that like the Vedas are considered divinely, can't say divinely revealed because they're not revealed; they're eternal, right? They're not like revealed like the Bible is revealed or the Quran is revealed. In that normal, that we've had a long conversation of what it means to be without authorship, with eternal. We don't have time to go into a non-authorship of the Vedas right now. Purva Mimamsa school of the the theory, but the tantric tradition, the tantric texts claim that that the Vedas are no longer um, can't say no longer relevant. They're no longer possible to follow. This is a theme of, 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 of tantras. If you consider the tantras as its own school of thought, with the th- you know, it's hard to, they're not, they're not one thing, it's many things, right? But if you were to begin to give a general description of some of the, the themes of a tantric text, is, is that, is that, that uh, the Vedas don't work in Kali Yuga, mm-hmm. right? Is that nobody can do them, right? Nobody remembers how to do them. And you see, pr- practically speaking, like, you know, we've heard like there's a, the, uh, like the uh, soma ceremony, right? You know, it's like that. That who is that done anymore? This is such an. It seems to be such an important Vedic rite, right? It was done. We talked about this by um, uh, from Berkeley, that famous Sanskrit scholar from Berkeley. Oh. Um, you remember? I think he even sent me. I couldn't remember. Last time I mentioned, it, I couldn't remember his name. Stahl? Hmm? Stahl or, or something like that. Yeah, I forget. It, it, You'll write. You'll 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 send it to me tomorrow again. You remember it, and I'll remember. Oh yes, that's a uh, stall. Yeah, Fritz Fritzel stall. Fritzel stall. I think he's the one that helped that create it. Where they went to one of the last villages in South India that kind of knew the ceremony, and had them perform and we videoed an incredible docu- documentary on the Soma ceremony, right? But even they, even the last the last family at the last. Uh, uh, smart uh, Brahminical community that knows how to do it. They didn't know how to do it, right? He was also they're also correcting them, and the, the scholars, the Western scholars, say no. The texts say, don't forget this part. 
don't forget this part, right? And, and the, the, the Western scholars don't know how to do it, right? But neither did the original family. The last family that knew how to do it don't know how to do it. So the thing what's impressive, it shouldn't be lost. It's a good, at least one grand ceremony was attempted and we've recorded such an important document for, uh, for uh, research, right? a historical document. That, that documentary is an incredibly incredible document. But nobody knows how to do them things anymore. We we know some of the mantras. We know we by Vedas we know we know Purusha Shuktam, Rudram, Sri Shuktam. We know four or five popular hymns, and that's it, right? What about the 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 Brahmanas, the Aranyakas, and the commentary hymns? Nobody studies those. Even the Brahminical families that study them don't study them. You know, I can tell you almost frankly. What's that? No, horse sacrifice, that's, that itself is not, that, that, is, that is an obsolete, <laughs> no, 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 no kingdom could, would, would do it now. It wouldn't, have, it wouldn't serve the uh, political purpose that it did in ancient times also the, with the horse sacrifice. But the point, the point is not trying to, that the Tantra say that, that we've fallen. In this Kali Yuga, right, the, there's nobody who can chant the Vedas, right? And therefore, rites, the thing that the Vedas were supposed to do aren't being done anymore. So how do we do them? Right, so the new revelation, right? Another, you know, that spoken by God, you know, either Shiva speaking to Parvati, Parvati speaking to Shiva, Vishnu speaking to Narayan, Narayan speaking to Narada, Narayan speaking to Lakshmi, Lakshmi speaking to Narada, Pancharatta Tantra, all these different tantras often have this form, showing, oh, they're God ordained. Lord Shiva spoke this, right? Uh, but they're not ancient, but they have the same authority as the ancient because they're spoken by God. Right by 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 Shiva or by by Devi, right? And they and and instead so instead of doing a, a, a three a, a three or four day sacrifice with these all these different families of Brahmin and extremely costly, very complicated, right? Different families that all have to chant different hymns and and it gets very 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 complicated. What do we do? We don't do that, right? We do we do it as per the tantras. So instead of that, we we instead of like. And you have to how to light the fire. Oh my goodness! You have to yeah. see the the lighting of the, the the fire with the proper mantras and and like this. What do we do? We go, harim, and we light the fire, <laughs> right? Right? Like, like does that work? Is that the same thing? Tantra says it works, right? Rather than three weeks of Vedic mantras, you can go harim and light the fire, right? With the proper visualization. What's the visualization? So in the in the homukun we do it here and we do it when we do it in our special. Homas, we do an Amavasha on any special occasion when we need a Maha Puja, including the Homa. Right, the, 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 we draw, it's a different, the, there, there were yantras drawn and created when the Homa pits were created for the Vedic fire sacrifice. For the Tantric fire sacrifice, we do, it's very simple, you, the different yantras are used. We use a very simple yantra of a triangle and a, and, and a double triangle, the, kind of the star David type of Shiva Shakti triangle, and then a Bhupur, right? And that's seen as the universe. It's also seen as our body, right? And the triangle is the pit of Kundalini, you know, the pit of consciousness. And then, and then visualized in the center, then it's worshipped as, um, uh, uh, as the seat of all sacrifice, the seat of Shiva and Shakti. It's like, it's like identified, this is identified, it's not just a fire pit. Now this is the universe. It's the essence of, it's a, it's a pit where yoga happens, right? And then what do we do? There's a, I'm doing a very, Super fast version. I have nine minutes. Describe homo fire fire. We meditate on on Vageshwari and Vageshwara, mm-hmm. right? Vageshwara is the Lord of vibration, 
and Vageshwari is the goddess of vibration. So in popular Hindu, that becomes that becomes Brahma and Saraswati, right? But this is pre-Brahma, pre-Saraswati. This is not exactly that, but we can like that. And Brahma and Saraswati are in the the image in the middle of the yantra is a little tantric image that in union, sexual union, right? And, and from a point where where pregnancy can immediately happen, it's at the most uh, fertile moment of of of, 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 of the Devi cycle, and from that union springs forests, right? And then here we say we're doing Kali Puja, Kali Swarupam. Mm-hmm. Springs forward the very form of Kali as the universe. Mm-hmm. This whole universe. So in the center of the triangle, in the center of the fire pit, we visualize the supreme reality creating name, form, space, existence itself. Vageshwara and Vageshwari, right? Exploding into, into this world, right? Recreated in front of us on a little pit of sand. You know, so John Yanta was the back of a of an incense stick, right, right. But by visualization, by the mantra, by the by the conception, by the uh, and and then what do we do? We we build the fire, and then we light. Uh, you've probably seen that we light an, a stick, a dipped in ghee, and usually we light two sticks, a few hints of what we're doing when we do in our fire ceremony. You, you can next um, um, next Saturday you can see there's two sticks, one slightly shorter than the other, and we light both of them, right. And then one of them, the shorter stick, gets put into the southwest corner. Right? You'll see it here, we put it, but usually it gets put like southwest and let to burn. Right? And because the, every fire is named something. Right? Like for a wedding, there's a certain name. You name the fire something. For, for a, a initiation, there's another a name. For a general home puja, we call it Mangala. We name it Mangala, auspiciousness. For Kali Puja, we name it Kali. The fire is named Kali, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's when you do a cremation fire, use it. Uh, I'm not say I don't want to invoke the uh, the deathly mantra, right? But there's a there's a, a fire that the priest names the fire during the cremation, right? We name that fire that, right? So it takes on the vibration of the cremation fire, and we put it in the southwest corner, which is in in the direction where kind of spirits evil spirits and ghosts come from. Disturbing spirits are in that corner, southwest corner, right? Why? Because they're look, we're creating a, a big fire full of shakti, and we don't want them to bother our fire. So we give them a fire that will suit them. They like that vibration. It's a, low, a little lower vibration, and we give them in their corner. So they can be, oh, very good. They're very satisfied, you know, doing their mantras and <laughs> doing their, their pujas over here at that little fire, when we light our fire over here. That's why you see sometimes a double two sticks being offered. And then, again, the tantra conception, given the tantras, is that the firewood is, is created in a way where it's, it's the Devi symbol, right? And the lit stick is Shiva symbol, right? And so we, we circumambulate and we and light it a certain way where it's the union of Shiva and Shakti again. And for that union of Shiva and Shakti, just like that Bhageshwari and Bhageshwara become Sarupa, Shiva and Shakti become the fire, with the mantra Rim, which is the union of Shiva and Shakti at the top of the head, so it's all like that. And then from that, and then there's a different thing. We 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 name the fire properly. We all, we worship the fire properly. There's different deities and aspects of the deities that worship. We establish the fire in the six centers of the body, so it's identifying our the external fire with the internal fire, the universal fire, and the offerings are made. So we may not have be able to do a, 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 a you know a three-day or 30-day yagya 
right? Costing thousands and thousands of dollars and involving so much, so much expenditure, so many people, so much expertise. We may not have to do a Vedic yoga anymore. We can condense. It's been condensed in the tantras. Shiva, as per Shiva, has said to Shakti. Shakti has said to Shiva. This is the way to be be done. But you can see it's all like it's it's been super condensed through bij mantras, through visualizations, through yantras. The whole thing we've been doing in puja, we're doing we're doing the same type of thing using yantras, visualizations, mantras, and bij mantras and symbolic acts. You know, so the same thing. Everything is being, and we believe that it has the same effect, right? And we experience that it has this effect. You know, we have faith that it has this effect also. Uh, um, so uh, there's one beautiful. Let's see here, in the uh, what mantra is this from? From one of the tantras, I forget which tantra. I don't know where it's from, but it's a beautiful line. Thus should the yoga, yogi sadaka meditate upon her next. He should entertain Parameshwari with dances and with singing and playing of music and then perform Homa for the accomplishment of the worship in all its parts. Without Homa, the full puja isn't complete, right? I shall now speak of this Homa. This is Lord Shiva speaking. Uh, by means of which a sadaka becomes all consciousness. Mm-hmm. Means attained. That's really because the ultimate goal is always the supreme consciousness. The Homa should be performed with the fire of consciousness and the fire pit of the Muladhara lotus. So that's like a, that's a big, you know, how do we do that? The fire, we should perform it in the fire pit of consciousness in the Muladhara lotus. So I've many times have quoted this first mantra from the Lita Sasrama, Chit Agni Kunda Sambhuta. She exists in the fire, you exist, O Devi, in the fire pit of consciousness. Chit Agni Kunda. Right. And this is referring to the story, the creation story of how Devi Chipurasundari came out of the fire. There's a reason, there's a story for that. Sri Mata, Sri Mahajrajani, that auspicious divine mother, who is the supreme queen, the empress, Maharajani, what is it? Sri Mata Simhasanishri. She exists, she sits on the, on the lion throne. The lion, Ching Ching Asan, mean throne, but on the she sits on a lion, she sits on a throne, right? Where? Chidagni Kunda Sambhuta, in the fire pit of consciousness. It starts where she is. The very yogically, we even visualize her at the base in the Muladhara Chakra. That's another way of saying at the very center, the very base, the foundation of our being, right? More psychologically understood. Right? The foundation of everything, behind everything. Chidagni Kunda Sambhuta, Devya Karya and there she does what? The work of the gods, the divine work, and our work of the gods are for the benefit of the world. If we're doing that type of prayer, or for our spiritual enlightenment, for our spiritual uh, liberation, for our good, right? So here, this mantra supports this interpretation. The fire ceremony should be done in a fire pit, and uh, in, in fire, in the fire of consciousness in the fire pit of the muladhara. Atma, atmarama. Paramatma and uh, no Atma, Antaratma, Paramatma and Gyanatma are the four sides of the fire pit made of consciousness. These are in Tantra we use as Atma. Uh, these are different aspects of the self. We won't have time to go into them, but the self, the inner self, the supreme self, and the, and the knowledge self. Mm-hmm. Right. These are the the four walls of the fire pit. That's so the fire pit is made out of 
very nature of being, right? The half matra, namely the small bindu with the three curved lines beneath, surrounded by the waist chain of bliss, forms the yoni yantra made of Brahma bliss. Got that? No problem. The sadhaka should daily perform. This is this is dealing with the Bhrim mantra, dealing with the Om mantra, and the yantra. Is a very es- these are esoteric ways of describing because the tantras don't describe things openly. They give things. You have to know the code. Right. The sadhaka should daily perform the homa, meditate not ida, idanadi on the left, pingala on the right, and shashumna, the door to Brahman between the two. So this is done, this is something we do in the, in the jar of ghee, or in the bowl of ghee for homa. We, we take two pieces of kusha grass, and we put them in, and create three sections of ghee. This is probably, you've probably seen me do it, but not what I'm doing, right? Uh-uh. And we one of which is is Ida, the other is Pingala, and the other is Shishumna, sun, moon, and fire, right? And so we st- we take ghee from one and then from that, and then we we worship the right side of the fire. Om Sam um, Om Agni Swaha Om Samaya Swaha Om Agni Soma Abhyam Swaha. There's thing like that. We're, we're we're creating the Ida, Pingala, and Shishumna internally and as well externally in the fire. Right, dharma and adharma should be considered to be the havis or offerings of the clarified butter in this homa. So that so what are the offerings? Dharma and adharma means everything, right? You know, like so. So we when we when we take we take a, a ghee and we pour, or we take um, samagri and we and we throw in. What are we offering? We're offering dharma and adharma, all thoughts, all act, actions, good, bad, in between. This is just a very um, uh, really bird's eye view of the of of of, of the thing. There's even a mantra that that I have. I, I mean, we don't do it. It's in my in, in, the, in the fire puja book. I don't remember by heart, right? But we have it printed, where it says that the final thing is that we offer as a final oblation dharma and dharma. I think it may be a translation of this verse, to be honest. Uh, this verse from the tantras, right? All dharma and dharma are the offering. The final offering we offer. Some spoons we don't use this type of spoon. That the the, the ghee spoon. We'll have two. Will be a circle with with a, with with two with two. Um, uh, the spoon will be split in half, right? And so that becomes adharma and dharma, are both offered. And adharma is on this side, and dharma is on this side. So adharma flows into dharma, and dharma flows into the fire. So it's directly very ida flows into pink, like works this way. It's very, very fascinating. So we'll leave it like, like for the homa. This is how the gist of a phone we we worship the the deity, auxiliary deities, and then it's like we've invoked the internal fire is invoked externally. At the end, you'll see a special mudra, and we take a flower from the corner and inhale it. Right, this mudra pulls the prana back. So the fire that's been external externally invoked, the divine fire, is then inhaled back. We we we. And by doing so, the priest does it, but he does it in the name of everybody. So it goes back into everybody's heart. This is a consciousness of everything. And then the fire pit is just fire, right? And so you can treat it so that you can put it out properly, respectfully, right? But before that, it's considered the devata. It's considered devi herself, the divine consciousness itself. After that, it becomes fire. And then we release it. If here, our fire pit is that you're sitting in front of is, is solid. We can't move it. So we just do it this way. If you have, if you're using a metal fire pit or something like that, then you usually kind of move it to break the. We've talked about this before, also to break the connection that 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 releases the the devata, the fire devata, and go, and then you can put out the fire properly. So these are the 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 main items. This is, I mean, 
now months and months and months discussion how puja kind of closes a few we're out of time but um, um but if you you think actually one of the things that 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 we've learned especially in tantric puja this form of puja and in a certain sense all puja is tantric all modern forms of puja modern you know not that modern but when you think of puja these are coming from tantra shastra generally uh, whether it's Vaishnava, Shaivite, or Shakta, it's all coming from Tantra Shastra, the same primary forms. One thing we've talked, we've gone back again and again through the five five offerings, the five the Bhuta Shuti. Everything seems to be connected again and again to the sen- to the um, to the elements, right? You can see the elements are all because actually the one has become everything. Our experiential world are, is the elements. Right, earth, fire, water, air, ether. This is our, and so everything. Puja is, full, is only using this. It's what else can we can it use? So you see, for earth we have the water pot, which is usually made of mud, traditionally made of mud, or made of metal, which also comes from the earth. The image is made of mud, or made of dirt, or made of stone. Right, you know that you can see these are the images again and again. Water. We fill the the water pot with water. We offer Ganga. We invoke the Ganga. We purify everything. We abhishek and water is being used continuously. Fire. We the lamp, incense, like this, the home of fire. Right. Uh, 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 air is perfumes, flowers, incense, fan. You know, again these symbols again all like that. And then space. Space is sound. The mantra, the nyasa, vibration. It's connected to space. The prayers, the bells, the conches, like this, right? Uh, then, uh, uh, so these are the five elements. But this life, this world, isn't just made of elements; it's also made of living beings. So, what do we offer? Flowers, food, tulsi plants. You know, we we have, we have it's it's uh, the the nava patrikas. We have a rudraksha tree outside. You know, these you know it's like the living. It's not just the elements that go to constitute the bodies of the world. But the life itself, even the offering of life, that's another level we won't go into, right? Because life is like, and then you also have persons, right? You don't have you don't you don't have the elements of creation, and the being and living things of creation. You also have people in creation, right? Like us and you. So what do we do? So we we also like the the, the pujari takes on certain embodies a devi, right? And therefore, afterward, gives blessing. People go and you know it's like. We, we identify with the, with the deity so in a certain sense the, the deity takes uh, is connected to the to the to the yogi the pujari also we invoke the deity in a little girl or in little girls during the kanya puja kumari puja right but it's not just of course we try to see all yadevi sarvabhuta should all beings right but this is puja we actually invoking in plants we invoking in mud we invoking in water we invoking in people Right, consciously, right, to bring to bring it out, right. Yeah. So we've covered how much, so many things, and really, practically speaking, I'm conscious that we've barely touched on puja, <laughs> right? Because this was originally intended as a bird's eye view, right? And it's a it was a good a good we parched a few places and looked took a little deeper look, and. I'm conscious of the fact that one of the reasons probably such a series of talks have never really been given. People have given talks on puja, of course, and classes on puja. We ourselves are giving talks and classes on puja. Um, is partially because you're not supposed to, in a certain sense. The, the, the puja is passed on uh, through disciplic succession. 
through tradition, through lineage, right? But we're, so this is, this is not that. This is not, uh, this is just a description of what's, because this is the world we live in. People come, we come to the temple, we see the pujas, we've been seeing the pujas for years, we've been doing the pujas for years, right? We want to, and somebody asked years, uh, year, over a year ago, somebody said, oh, I'm, I enjoy watching your pujas on Facebook. It'd be neat if you could explain what you're doing so I have some idea. Sorry, I'm a little bit intellectual, I need to understand something. Right, so I said, oh, that's good. You know, we started thinking we'd give one or two talks on puja, and it's turned into this whole series, mm-hmm. right? But the purpose is still there, and I think in one thing you don't need. We don't. Most people don't need to. Nobody needs to know all this. There may be a few pujaris need to know. It should be known, but most people need to think of all these things every time they watch puja, right? We should have. I mean, like I said, it's like RIT is just a natural expression of devotion. Puja is a natural expression of devotion. Traditional expression of devotion. Maybe we don't need to know everything, but is have faith and devotion. But I think in the modern time, there's a thing that's happening that without this knowledge, it's part of our faith, right? And it's a little scene, I'm going over time, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's stuck in, it's been in my mind a lot lately. Um, one of our devotees, an older uh, couple, uh, um, they're a very good, devoted, traditional Brahmin family, um, retired couple. Um, and they, you know, every year we, during Navaratri, we release our Navadurga Sarana. We post it on our Facebook and, mm. and the website. And it describes for the, the worship of the Navadurga. If you want to do something during Navaratri, so this is a beautiful sadhana. Mm. And Ikoya just, just, you know, just say, oh, worship Shalaputri on the first day and Brahmacharya on the second day, and here's a mantra and, and do your sadhana. But what we've done, we've also given some the symbolic meaning, the benefit of the puja. What's her her place? What's planet she's associated with? What color is she associated with? Which chakra? What element? You know, each of them. And all of a sudden, and 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 this one lady from the, the this uh, from this family, she said, "Some of you have been doing Navadurga Puja our entire life. That's our family tradition, mm-hmm. right? But now it's it's so much more meaningful, mm-hmm. and I'm getting so much more out of it. Understanding it. and part of me like, I mean, why am I? You know, like trying like the what chakra she lives in, what planet she's associated with. This is like, but actually, there, that knowledge is there. It's not. I'm not making it up. This is traditional understanding, right? But by knowing that increases her faith. My thing is, you should this type of stuff. We we sometimes study the stuff because we don't have faith. It replaces faith, but it can also in the modern time increase be one of the ingredients of our faith, right? Some understanding, and so it says that in, in there's a there's a sloka in tantra. Shastra that says that knowledge of why something is done is part of doing it, right? So in fact that there is a mantra like that, that why something is done is part of the doing of it. It's one of the offerings. Like we have 16 offerings, the 17 offering is the knowledge why you're doing it. You should know why you're doing it or why it's being done. And then there's another sloka that says that puja done without any knowledge of why it's done, right? You know, one extreme is like you don't need to know, just do it out of devotion and it works, right? Right, but it also says that doing something without knowledge of why it's done, right, is like if we light the fire and we do a home of fire and we pour ghee into a fire, it's pouring ghee into ash. There's no fire, mm-hmm. right? So that ghee doesn't feed the fire. There's no fire. The fire doesn't blow. It doesn't take your hymns to the gods. You know, the transformation doesn't work, right? So knowledge is important. Some level of knowledge is important. Um, um, those are in, more interesting. Requires deeper study, deeper practice, deep, uh, 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 deeper prayer. But this has been a for me. It's been very, very wonderful, mm-hmm. super wonderful experience. Because I really like puja. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's been my my from day one. 
uh, Kali Mandir started, especially. I mean, even before Kali Mandir, my interest is ritual and puja. And you know, I'd watch, I'd go to temples and watch them like do that. Like, I watched them like, I remember at the Hare Krishna, somebody who did this to a water pot. Like, wow. <laughs> that looks so cool. <laughs> it was really, you know, I was excited about it here, you know, seeing it, it evoking some memory or some desire for, for these type of rituals. Right. But when Kali Mandir started and, and the priest first came and, and, you know, Ma Usha arranged for this beautiful puja and beautiful murti to come. Um, but we didn't, mean to start a temple you know she didn't mean to start a temple we brought them and the puja was around now we had a living image prana pratistana was done to the image and so haridan said need to do puja it's like but we're not pujaris yes but you need to do puja you have a living image like how do you do puja (laughs) you know really we didn't know we didn't you know if you remember the old apartment mall the little tiny uh, silver plate this big with a little tiny cup that had like some raisins and some nuts, that was her daily offering. <laughs> you know, we didn't, and really, we didn't know how to ring a bell. We didn't, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, Haridan showed and, and gave some lessons, and and then we, and then he 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 demonstrate puja, and then we sit there and write down everything. We had no idea what he was doing, or what he was saying, but he says, I saw him like he threw a flower. He put a flower at the lamp. I said, okay, throw a flower at the lamp. You know, I have no idea. What it, yeah, get, I get the details right. I didn't know anything. What, what was being done? Why it was being done? How it was supposed to be done? But I knew. But, but you know. So bit by bit, we, we, uh, our interest came to this. And by God's grace, more knowledge came. And some uh, wonderful people helped translate and transliterate and organize the puja. So many swamis helped us. And so this is, after so many years, 25 years, it's developed... Uh, into this puja. Anyway, thank you for your kind of attention and for being patient with me all these months. And any questions or comments before we end? You always have a question and comment. It's just a so, comment. Yeah. It's just that knowledge is really important. Yes. And I think that's why in our kind of modern day religions mm. things have fallen off. Because yes, yeah. the knowledge of what's doing, what, why they're doing it, yeah. it just became blind faith and then people lost faith. So I think it's so important. Yeah, so thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, because yeah, it's interesting. It's like, it's like, it's like a knowledge. It's not like the ancients didn't have knowledge. It was intrinsic. It was, it was cultural. It was embodied. Yeah. Right? Now we, we've, lost, we've lost a lot of that, and therefore we need to we have another way to think about it, you know? you know? And sometimes, you know, it's like when I'm explaining, when I, in one-on-one I'm explaining aspects of puja, I sometimes think, actually, like, uh, I'm interested in this, and, and, and therefore I'm explaining this, because you seem to be interested in it. But there's, uh, this is just one way of thinking of it, right? Everything I've said is only one way of thinking of it. We've thought about these things, we've studied these things, we've asked a lot of people, right? And we've come up with ways of, ex- of describing these things. But the, the real reason why things are, things are done, I probably shouted deep, deep in mystery, right? So we shall dig a little bit further. So Guruji, one question. Tell me. When they did Ignas, right, long back, mm. I thought it was for the benefit of one and all, right? I mean, yeah, can be. Did the benefits mm-hmm. everyone? I mean, if a puja was done for that purpose, sometimes it was done for the benefits of all, sometimes it was done for one's own benefit, right? Uh, interesting because at, 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 when you do puja, when you do, this is an uh, interesting little All detail. It's a devotional. Yeah, it became, the, but it's interesting, like in early, it seems to be, I have to be careful what I say because uh, historical uh, research is still being done on these, on these things, but, it, but um, uh, before it was, it, was, it was assumed this was science, 
Yagya, they're talking about the Vedic Yagya. It was science, right? This leads to this. This karma leads to this action. A Vedic karma is, leads to a particular result. So if you want wealth, you do this puja. If you want success, you do this puja. If you want health, you do this puja, right? The problem becomes, if you do the puja and you don't get wealth, right? It's supposed to be cause and effect, right? That people begin to lose faith, right? So then there's a very interesting mantra that appears in the Brahmanas, right? It says, if you want heaven, do yagya, right? Well, that's a ni- nice way out, right? Nobody knows if it works, right? <laughs> right? If you, if you want money, do yagya, and you do the yagya, you don't get money, maybe the, are you, did you, did you do it wrong? Is the mantra not work? Is it not, the whole thing false? We don't know. But if you do, if you want heaven, do yagya. Katupanishad also says, you want to go to heaven, do this yagya, right? There's no way to test that. Right, it, it well into the realm. A lot of religions fall into that thing. You know, it's like, oh, if you the, the proof is it when you die, which means there's no proof of it. Right, <laughs> right. But now, but now you see another switch that to make it more to, to make it more dynamic, right? more uh, is do it if you do it out of devotion. Right. What's the result? The result is if you you're doing this in order to think of God, to worship God, to be connect, to feel connected to cosmic powers, the divine mother, to the deities, to the ancestors. That's tangible. You're not looking for a, 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 a causal result, which, can, which we, we can't prove. You're not looking for an after-death result, which you can't prove. It's the ultimate cop-out for a proof of something, you know? Right? Now it becomes, now it changes. It's for our own spirit. It's, we, we pray, we, we have faith. Swami Omananda, Swami Omananda Saraswati, our sannyas guru, he says, we do these pujas, we do prayers. We have faith that they help people. We know that they help us. This is our experience. We do these things. We, we have faith that it benefits the society. We have faith other people. And that's his sankalpa I'm trying to do good for all. He's a sannyasi. And our sankalpa sannyasi is for all good of all mankind. That's, his, that's for all, all beings be happy. Everything we do, we're praying for all mankind. For all humankind. Uh, but whether it helps all mankind, we, have, we hope. We have no way to prove that it helps all mankind. right? But we know for a fact that it transforms us. Right, and so that now you can see now the pujas and the tantras have changed to the thing as personal sadhana, not as uh, the, uh, not as a technology for success in life revealed by ancient rishis, or for a way to go to heaven. Maybe it still does all those things, but you can see the switch where it became sadhana, not not um, science. There's a difference, art, not science. Mm. Anyways, Haryom Tat We'll leave it at that. We're already late. Hariyom, Hariyom, Hariyom. What we'll talk about next week. We're running it. Maybe back to the Bhagavatam. I don't know. Hariyom, <laughs> Tatsan.